welcome back to the Chatterball NBA podcast. I'm Deshaun. This is episode four. We're here to talk about the return of the NBA, the structure of the bubble, and give our thoughts about it. I know you guys have been hearing about a lot of things, a lot of rumors, and we're going to talk about all of that. So I'd like to just pass it off to my co-host, Rami. What's up, everybody? This is Rami. Glad to be back, as always, with my guys over here. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of what we've been waiting for, you know. Um, when we first started podcast up this podcast on episode one, we had we were like fresh into the pandemic, like the league had just been taken away from us. Sad moment right there. And this is you know what we've been waiting for. All the speculation has finally come to an end. We finally have some concrete ideas of what's going to happen. Um, whether it's going to succeed without a hitch or not, that's really up to be up to the question. But I just know that we have an official date. We have an official number of teams. We have a location. So everything is set for, you know, the league to really take off. And Anthony's going to share some details about what that's, that return is actually going to look like for those of you that may not have been paying attention so far. Yeah, so <clears throat> the league announced that uh, teams are going to start arriving in Florida July 7th and training camp is going to be from the 9th to the 29th and they're supposedly going to be doing these scrimmage games for every team I guess some type of preseason just to make sure everybody's still in basketball shape which seems irrelevant but whatever and then July 30th is when we actually start playing basketball and it's interesting so all in all they're hoping to have the season finish by I think the middle of October, I think the date was October 12th is the latest that they want the finals to go into, you know, just to avoid clashing with, uh, you know, MLB playoffs and potentially the NFL season starting up again. So it's interesting to see if, if that'll actually work out and nobody gets sick in all that time. I feel like although, I feel like although the, there's going to be preseason games and nobody usually pays attention to preseason, I feel like just... I'm personally going to tune in as soon as I can get a glimpse of some basketball. I'm going to be, you know, trying to scope out. I feel like a couple of players must have gotten fat. I feel like I refuse to believe all of them. I refuse to believe all of them stayed in shape. Um, you're going to see some slow stepping people. I'm really curious to see. I feel like this is going to be a real test of some dedication on certain players because some people really don't be practicing like that. Practice, like. <laughs> Okay, heard you. There was a report that said Luca was out of shape, mm. but that's the only one. So uh, that's true. I, I don't know if you guys saw that picture of Jokic. Oof. Jokic slimmed down, Harden slimmed down. So it'll be interesting for sure. I mean, it would be pretty funny if Luca was like the only one who wasn't in shape. I mean, how crazy would it be if like Jokic comes back looking like? Jokic comes back looking like Doncic, and Doncic comes back looking like Jokic. Like one got back. interesting. <laughs> but, but I'm personally hearing, I'm personally hearing a lot of things. Like you know, we've all seen the pictures of Jokic. He looks, he looks like he hasn't been fed. Like he doesn't look like he's like slimming down in like a muscular way. He literally just looks like he's getting thinner and thinner by the day. Um, I don't know how I feel about that as a center in the NBA. You know, I don't really like my. Although some weight loss is good. I still want to see some kind of, you know, muscle. I don't want to look – you don't want to look like poor Zingas out there. And he's starting to, like, approach that that range. So I'm a little concerned. Uh, Deshaun, what you got to say? 
Um, no, nah, that definitely did cross my mind, the uh, drastic weight loss. But I, he definitely did look like Porzingis when I saw him. It was uh, pretty striking, to say the least. But uh, I think he has the skills to uh, work around that and uh, just be – I think he'll be 10 times better now. He might have some tr- trouble guarding post-up post players, but who really posts up anymore? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like two guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. nobody really has post moves besides MB and Cat. <laughs> Barely. Cat just want to shoot threes, bro. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it'll be all right. I, you know what's the, – the crazy thing about all this gap that we've seen is, like, I haven't – I would think that you'd see some, you know, player workouts. You would think you would see some players, like, on their personal courts. I, I feel like they've been keeping everything under wraps. The only thing I really, you know – scene scene is like Russell Westbrook has been training with you know that really famous uh trainer that trains with Kevin Hart uh boss Everline or whatever his name was I see his workouts like Russ looks like peak form right now I don't I haven't seen anybody working out um so it's it's really gonna be interesting and so how many rockets to the chip yeah hey hey I'm always a believer that rockets are gonna go (laughs) I admire your dedication Episode one. Uh, so I wanted to ask y'all what you've heard for those that may, like the listeners may not have heard. What's the, what's the word on what teams are going to be present and what, like what number of teams, what teams are going to be present and what the, you know, is what's the format going to look like in terms of games returning? So we got 13 teams in the West, nine teams in the East. Um, makes sense because the East is just a dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> but that's 22 teams total. They are not doing the 1 through 16 seeds like, as they should since, you know, everyone's going to be under one roof, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> they, um, let's see. The, the, oh, the fi- it's going to run till about I believe October 10th, they said that that's going to be the last day for the finals. I could be wrong there, but it's around that that area, October 10th. Right. Well, what, what in terms of, like, are there going to be regular season games? Are they going to go straight into playoffs? Like, how's oh, that oh. Eight, eight, eight regular season games. Three scrimmages, the, the ones that Anthony says no one cares about. But I'm with Rami. I'll probably, you know, check them out. Uh and then I guess they'll just have a regular playoff format. I actually haven't heard anything about the well, how the playoffs are. Like maybe I was thinking they could just go back to uh, a five-game series in the first round, but they need to make back all the money they can, so they're probably not going to do that. I think Chad <laughs> had some details mm-hmm. on this. Oh, yeah. um, don't forget the the possible um, play-in tournament. Right. So if the eighth seed is four games is less than as four games are less ahead of the ninth seed then it's a best of two series well really the ninth seed has to win both games to take the eighth seed spot that do they play each other i think that's yeah yeah they play each other twice Ooh. the ninth seed has to sweep oh that could be interesting i kind of like that it, they should do that every year it would be cool to see like <laughs> 
it would see like the Blazers maybe like sweep the Grizzlies. Dame has like a crazy two game stretch. Versus the Pelicans. You know what would be dope? The Grizzlies versus the Pelicans. Because those two were brawling for the spot before the season ended anyway. True. Um, and you know, you know the powers at large, the behind the scenes powers want to see Zion in the oh, play. They, <laughs> they need Especially against Ja. That's prime time. Zion, they need they want Zion in the playoffs. So more my words, if these games, if they make it to this scenario and it's the Pelicans and the Grizzlies, and they get into some close games down the stretch. I'm expecting some uh, some interference in those games, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I admit it. I, 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 I mean, have, all right. I have some, um, some clarity for people that may not, you know, have an idea of what the standings look like. So as Deshaun mentioned, there's going to be nine teams in the East. And again, we're, we're going off of how whenever the season ended, those standings are still in play. So it's not like the season is scrapped and this is a restart. It is a continuation of the season. So I'm just going to read off the teams that we won't be seeing. So out of 30 teams in the NBA, there's eight teams that will not be returning. Those teams are real quick. RIP, a moment of silence if these apply to you um, or your hometown. In the East, starting from the 10th and going onwards, these teams are not in the playoffs. We got the Charlotte Hornets out, the Chicago Bulls, the New York Knicks. The naturally. Detroit, yeah, naturally. The Detroit Pistons, Atlanta Hawks, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. All those teams are not going to be seen this year until the next season starts. Then on the West, you got a little bit less because they're taking 13 out of the 15 Western teams. So the only two teams that we will not be seeing are the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors. It's all right. The Golden State no, Warriors. That doesn't even uh, sound right. Right. How, how, who would have thought that out of, you know, two teams left out of the West, we'd be talking about the Warriors, but, you know, it, we, we've, we've touched on that in the past. I'm kind of sad, sad we're not going to get to see, you know, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, that tandem that really came through at the, at the ending of the – before the season got cut off. But don't worry. They'll be back. So, with that They said, would probably lose all eight games, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, the reason I mentioned the teams that will not be there is because now I want to touch on the the teams on the fringe. The teams – because, you know, there's most – a lot of these teams are already clinched. I'm looking at the East. There's already six teams out of the eight clinched into the playoffs. And so, that leaves only two spots open. And the two spots – so, the two spots on the East that are fringe right now, the Brooklyn Nets are at seventh. And the Orlando Magic are at eighth, but they're only half a game apart. So maybe they could battle for seeding on that side. But then ninth is all the – like the Wizards are the only team in the East that have a chance of still making the playoffs. So the battle in the East is going to be between the Nets, the Magic, and the Wizards, with the Wizards being the team that's fighting for their life. However, I'm looking at it right now. The, the Wizards are five and a half games behind the eighth seed. So, so there is a chance because, as Chaz mentioned, all they need to do is get within four games of whoever's in eighth, whether that be the Nets or the Magic. So they, the Nets and the Magic better play their ass off, and the Wizards, if they win a lot of games, then we might see a potential battle in the East for that last spot. Um, let's, just talk on, let's just talk on the East real quick based on those yeah. – 
things that we just mentioned. Out the way. Um, I feel like it doesn't really matter because they're just gonna get smoked by the Bucks, whoever's eighth. But uh, I would like <laughs> I I'd like to see the uh the Wizards make it because Bradley Beal has been putting in a lot of work this season and. Uh, he deserves to like see some fruits of his labor because it's been really sad to watch him drop 30 and lose 60% of the time or whatever. Bro, drop 30. That man was averaging like 30 every game. He was dropping yeah. crazy numbers. He was yeah. a fantasy stud, a real life stud. And, and he's doing that. You know, the crazy thing about Brad Beal was he was always, you know, touted as, you know, a great player, but he wasn't going to be the leader of this team. He was going to be the number two guy. But as we know, John Wall's knees had mm. other plans. So um, what's the word? Anybody know what's the word on John Wall? Is he like, is there a... Um, I think he wanted to come back, but the Wizards were like, nah, bro. So they, we, they need well, to let him come back. We, I don't think we'll see him. He probably could come back, but like they they just want him to start fresh, I believe. Last that doesn't night. make any sense. Yeah. If the man is healthy, let him play. You guys are trying to get into the playoffs. What are you saving him for? Right. Did they even make the playoffs last year? Of course not. No, of course not, no. <laughs> yeah, so what are you doing? You, you trying to, you're just going to let that go to waste? You're, you're going to Orlando and you just want to play to still stay in ninth? That don't make no sense. I mean, you got to remember, this guy, he's missed <laughs> – Two almost two full seasons with an Achilles tear, and I don't know what happened to his knee, but like some janky stuff happened to his knee. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I feel like all the rehab time you could get, you should get. You should take it, even if you're healthy. You should just be working yourself back into shape, especially not for no uh, put together league like this. This. this <laughs> I think, I think you have a point, <laughs> but I'll just take a quick mention of out of the three teams in the East, the Nets, the Magic, and the Wizards, they all have significant injuries, you know, that they all have major injuries to major players out of their starting five. But I will say that out of those three teams, the Wizards are the only ones that, you know, didn't have that player the entire season. So they kind of have, you know, they're used to that. But the, what I'm talking about is the Nets do not have, obviously KD wasn't intending to play this whole year, but Kyrie was there for at maybe like half the games this year. He's not going to be allowed to return. Don't worry. We're going to get into the Kyrie drama in a little bit, but we're just talking about the standings right now. Right, the, right, right, right. the Magic lost Jonathan Isaac, who was well on his way to be either a, like a top two candidate for defensive player of the year, I would say. Um so it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. If we had to all give our predictions out of the Nets, Magic, Wizards, um, who are, are anybody have the Wizards making it out into the playoffs? No. 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 Not unless John Wall comes back and plays like a superhuman. They, they don't have any defense. And it's just – you can't yeah. I'm ready to see like, Vucevic lock Giannis up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, the last thing I'll say on the East, because I know we're not trying to spend too much time on the East, but I'll just say that either way, whoever makes it out of these two teams fighting for – there's three teams fighting for two spots. It's not really a position you want to be in anyway because these are some weak competition for the top two seeds in the East who are the Milwaukee Bucks, 
and who are having a historic year, and the Toronto Raptors, who are the returning champs, looking like prime form as well. So, I, um, I do want to throw out there that Jonathan Isaac was is going to be in Orlando. Well, he's a, he already plays there, but he's going to be at the camp, so he might play uh, at the camp. So mm. we're not too sure about that. Mm. That that. Yeah. But um, Giannis, better <laughs> look out, man. Yeah, I, it might be a curveball, but I, you know, the the Bucks have shown capability of like <laughs> taking care of everything. All right, we're gonna move on to the West to to paint the picture of you know what's that what that's looking like. So on the West, it's a little more a little more uh, wide open. We got six teams locked in already into the playoffs. The seeds aren't locked in, but six teams are making the playoffs. There's two teams, you know, from seventh seed on. So from seventh seed on, we got the Dallas Mavericks at seven. We got the oh. Memphis Grizzlies at eighth. And then these next three teams I'm going to mention, actually four teams, are all either tied in the standings or half a, within half a game of each other. We got the Blazers. We've got the Pelicans. We've got the Sacramento Kings, and we've got the San Antonio Spurs. Those are four teams, all within four games of the eighth seed, and those four teams are all within half a game of each other. So the freaking West is a tight race, and any one of those teams could really battle their way into the ninth spot. And it looks like, honestly, based on what Chaz said, if you only have to be within four games of eighth seed, it looks like it's damn sure happening that there's going to be a, a – playing tournament in the west true that yeah. don't forget the suns <laughs> right the suns, the, suns, the suns are still in contention but i will say that from the suns being the 13th spot they are two games they are two games below the 12th spot and six games behind the eighth spot so i'm, I'm gonna put them although they're there i'm gonna put them like as far in as far out into the bubble as possible. But um, I'll just say – Has there oh. – Sorry, one last thing before I pass it to you, Anthony. The Mavericks are, are very safe, I will say. They are seven the, – the, the Mavericks are in seventh seed. They're seven games ahead of the eighth seed. So wow. I think the only, real <clears throat> issue, the only real issue is basically who's going to be the eighth seed. We got Grizzlies, Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, Suns. Anthony. I think something that'll factor into if these teams could really make it to that playoff between the eighth and the ninth. And I haven't seen any news about this, but I don't know how are they going to determine what teams play each other? Cause if everybody's only playing eight games and there's 22 teams, are you going to play the same team twice? If you're in the same division, are they trying to do it like based off of just conference play or they're going to try to mix in everybody? Like, I don't know how that's going to work. That's a great question. Because if you play all answer. Eastern Conference teams, you might win all eight games, <laughs> truthfully. They'll probably <laughs> try to make it as balanced as possible. Well, what I was reading, that's a good point, Anthony. I don't think, to my knowledge, that they've released any type of schedule or info on what that's going to look like. But what I have heard, at least since this is the first games that are going to be played, based on those scrimmages slash fake preseason I was reading that these players, all the players, all the teams, sorry, are going to be staying at three main resorts in Disney. Um, and oh, yeah. based on the seating, so the highest seated teams are probably 
I don't want to jack this, but they're in one facility. Then there's like the, another facility and the third facility where the bottom teams would be. Those within your like hotel or resort that you're at, those are the players, those are the teams that you're going to play your three preseason games with. So in terms of the preseason, if all the like top seeds are in one building, we're going to see the preseason games of tops versus tops, worst versus worst, and mids versus mids, basically, in terms of records. Yeah. So we might actually see some Lakers Clippers action. We might actually see some, you know, Thunder Jazz in, uh, mixed up in there. It really could be anybody's game. But in terms of regular season, I don't know. Wait, so if everybody's just shacking it up in the same hotel, going on roller coasters and stuff together, this tampering, <laughs> we, we don't give a fuck about that no more. Like, we, they can recruit free agents while they're there, right? I think, I think we're past tampering at this point. Plus, I think it's the least of everybody's worries. Yeah. Plus, the free agency class this year isn't isn't all that. It's next year, but I guess yeah, you know. But Giannis early. is coming up. I think the yeah, year start after. early. I hear that. All right. Well, if you guys had to give any type of prediction on you know what that eighth seed is going to shake out to be, because let's assume let's assume the Mavericks they're not there yet, but I'm pretty sure they only need like one or two victories to lock up the seventh seed. Again, there's seven games ahead of the eighth. So who's going to be the eighth seed or, or who are the two teams you guys think are going to be the most competitive there? Um, if I had to say, I'm definitely going to put my Blazers into the discussion because Dame is a machine. And, and then I'm going to say the Pelicans because the, the, powers, the powers that be, you know, the behind-the-scenes <laughs> behind man definitely wants to see Zion make it. I think everybody wants to see Zion make it. It's what we all need. I mean, shout outs to those that drafted Zion in their fantasy drafts, aka. <laughs> um, I'd like to see the Blazers make it. I feel like it's gonna be between. I'm the not Blazers. counting out the Spurs. What? <laughs> Stop with the Rosen slander. Pulling Stop. up from thirty. Stop with the Rosen slander right now, Deshaun. Before it comes out of your. It's not even the Rosen slander, bro. Like, did you not hear Lamarcus is done? Oh yeah, Wait, I forgot done? about that. Yeah, done? he got shoulder surgery, right? Yeah, he's done. He's out. Oh, that does actually. Oh. Yeah. So. I mean, even with Lamarcus, uh, I didn't really give them a, a chance like that. But that yeah. Lamarcus being out is what led to my reaction to you saying the Spurs. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to mention this team, but the Kings were actually, if we're talking about this, the Kings were the hottest out of the bunch before the season ended. Where in their last ten games, they were seven and three. Um, no other team out of the ones we mentioned were even six and four. Like the best other than them was five and five. So the, the Kings were getting into a groove. Um, yeah. But nobody has any expectations from them. I don't really think uh, – it doesn't really matter what you were doing when the season <laughs> It's about, what, four months later, almost five. Uh, yeah, Exactly. So you're saying none of that, none of that matters. None of that matters. It's going to be an entirely different environment that they've ever played in. Just, just the whole stress of this, uh, the Corona and just, just, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be different. So 
I wouldn't be surprised if we, we see some upsets in the playoffs because of that, but well, but um, that's another topic. You mean the Rockets get it knocked out in the second <laughs> round? Would that that's be an, an upset? upset? That's not no, an no, upset. No, sir. To Rami like, it is. <laughs> I mean, to Rami it is. <laughs> I mean, like, something serious. Like, I could really see the if the Blazers get the eight seed, I could really see them giving LeBron and the Lakers a run for their money. Oh. Only because, only because they're getting healthy again. They would get, they would, they would for sure have Nurkic back, Nurkic, uh, Collins, and that's deep. That's defense. They needed that defense right there. They made that trade for Ariza. Mm-hmm. So that was good. So, and you know, Dane's a monster. CJ's, CJ's his Robin. They could give LeBron some problems if Nurkic uh, is uh, is healthy. It, I feel like it, it, it um, it really. Falls on Netflix. This is gonna leave a unibrow imprint on any one of those guys that you guys said. So, <laughs> yeah, probably. But hmm. um, all right, y'all. So we got some predictions out there. You guys have heard what the return is possibly gonna look like. We'll we'll keep you updated on if we hear a schedule or anything like that. But now we want to take this conversation to you know what has really been taking up a lot of the airways in the news time recently is let's not forget that on, on top of we're still you know coming out of a pandemic and safety precautions in terms of you know breathing each other's air and touching each other we got a lot of social unrest due to the violence and you know crimes committed recently in the news by um, police departments nationwide and the civil unrest, social injustice is really boiling over. And I'm going to pass this over to Chaz in a second um, to really take us into what this looks like within the NBA and how players are reacting to the news that they can or can't come back. Like, let, Take us into what's going on recently, Chaz, and, and what it's looking like on the landscape of players. Um, so, you know... Uh, I'm sure the main thing that everyone's heard about is Kyrie and his uh, opposition. Um, he says it's because he thinks playing in the NBA and having the NBA going on now would kind of detract from the movement, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, he had, you know, there's people that disagree. A lot of people disagree. Kendrick Perkins. Um, a couple other guys, but you you do have some guys who are on the side. Dwight Howard, Avery Bradley, notably. Um, I think Danny Green was also kind of against the bubble, but he um he's willing to do it. He's willing to play, but he's not happy about it. He did just get married, so. I mean, I understand it kind of sucks having to be away from your newlywed wife because they want you to play in the in the NBA game with no fans. Um, but besides that, it's really the it's really the Kyrie drama. Some report came out that he said, "Oh, we could start our own league," and apparently that was false. And he was so upset that he left the Nets group chat. So, yeah, you know, that's kind of looking shaky right now. Um, nothing for nothing. I, um, I think that about covers it. 
kind of said this drama would happen with Kyrie and KD ain't even back yet, but you know, whatever. But that's Come on, this is extenuating circumstances. This is different. <laughs> that's a right. a salty Knicks fan. Don't worry, don't pay me. Although, although these are extenuating circumstances, I will just point out. I mean, I feel like a I feel like a thought for even saying this, but I honestly, Kyrie always, always has some contrarian opinions, some like some very unpopular stances in a lot of matters, and I feel like anywhere he goes, he's attracting a lot of you know a lot of heat. Whether it be with his teams, the 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 front office, and I'm really starting to have I'm really again not because of what he's saying on this matter, but like Kyrie really to me is 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 like a loud voice, but you know it, it's always like mixed up with his message because he just causes problems in a lot of places mm-hmm. he goes. Kind of like it, it's giving me Jimmy Butler vibes, but at least I at least know what Jimmy Butler stands for. I feel like Kyrie kind of flip flops, so I don't know. Fair point. Um, to speak on what he's saying, I see both sides of the argument because, like, there we have a lot going on right now. I w- I would love to watch some basketball, but like at the same time, it would be a little a distraction, like an escape for everybody, which could be a good or a bad thing, depends on how you view it. But uh. At the, at the same time, I see Kendrick Perkins and Steve Nate's argument or whatever saying that you should never give up your platform and you could, like, you could still advocate for Black Lives Matter, police while playing basketball in Orlando. But I don't really have that strong, that strong of an opinion on it. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that. I have no problem with guys who do decide to sit out you know it's a personal preference for everybody whether you know whatever reasons they may have I think that it would be kind of interesting to see them play and you know use that opportunity to just be a constant reminder that hey things are still going on like just because we're playing basketball doesn't mean that they can't still you know speak how they feel on these issues I don't think it really takes away from their message if they decide to play yeah, I, I, I can back that, Anthony. I really feel that, you know, it's definitely a choice and, and it seems like nobody's mandating a player to play or not. Um, obviously, there's some sort of pressure for certain players, especially the star players to like, if they do or do not play, that really you know changes the entire dynamic of a team. If like, you know, a Kyrie, well, Kyrie wasn't going to play anyway, so that's a bad example. But, you know, like say LeBron chooses to not play, whereas, you know, like somebody said, like an Avery Bradley or, 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 or some, you know, like an eighth man, ninth man, you know, but what I will say is I, I personally, this might be, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I do feel like some of the energy is being a little mis, mis, misdirected because now the way that things are going and, you know, players are speaking out against returning and, and this and that, I feel like the energy that is being brought up now is amazing, but even some of these players like weren't really doing, weren't putting this much effort into making a stand before. So, and now it feels like they're kind of like taking a stand against the NBA when in my opinion, and I may, I may be wrong here. I always feel like the NBA is one of the more progressive and, and accepting diverse leagues. 
um, where the players have always gotten the platform to speak out. You know, they're hardly like they're hardly constrained to a certain opinion like players in the NBA, NFL and others are more, you know, censored. So I feel like the platform, as somebody mentioned, is too big to pass tough on. If you start the NBA season again, all eyes are on you. you um, I don't – what other season started? Soccer started. Um, the NFL has not started. The baseball season is still in, like, this weird limbo. Like, if the NBA season starts as planned, all eyes, all media is going to be centered on you. Your message in the post-game interviews and the pre-game you know, all that will be, although important now, it'll be front center news. So make your stand, make your message, deliver that during the games. But to make the whole thing about not starting the season up, I feel like that's more detrimental than, than positive at this stage. That's my opinion. Hmm. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence as well. I mean, I, I really do see where Kyrie is coming from because – you know, we need to focus right now. Uh, I also see what you guys mean by, you know, if they have all eyes on, on them, then, you know, they'll be able to spread their message more. But I kind of, I don't know, because we have Twitter now, and it just feels like if they tweet anything, it's instantly front page news. I mean, well, the stars, of course. Uh, also, I want to say, I want to bring up this quote from Ed Davis. Um, I'm, paraphr I'm paraphrasing a bit, but it's easy for a guy like her, Kyrie Irving to say that he'll give everything back for social reform, but would he really give everything back? It's easy for Dwight Howard to say that we don't need to play when he's in Atlanta in his $20 million mansion, $20 million mansion. So, uh, Although, like, pretty much everybody in the NBA is a millionaire, not every millionaire is built the same. And I know I'm usually, like, on the other side of this, but I kind of see Ed Davis because what's the – if they don't play, what's the pushback? Like, no – half the salary cap gets cut. Some guys don't get paid their full contract. And when you're used to living a certain life, that can yeah, really be like I, I hear you. I hear you. So, I mean, he has a good point. Like, some of these yeah. players are making – some of these players are making so, – And also – Oh, I'm sorry. You were, you were cutting off, so I thought you were done. My bad, Chaz. Go back. Yeah. Um, and if these players don't get money, I feel like – donating is some of the most important work they can do so if these players don't have any, you know their usual money then that's like a big funding source like I know Kyrie is very he donates a lot I don't know if his if his savings could handle it if you know the salary cap gets cut next year and he gets like half of his contract so you know, there's yeah. a lot of fallout there, but you know, it's a it's a tough issue. Uh, Chaz, do you think that everybody who stands to make a profit uh, in this situation should, you know, donate some of their proceeds to some of these causes? You know, like Disney is going to be making a lot of money. Obviously, they're housing all the players. ESPN is going to be um, 
showing these games on national television and also the NBA is going to get their little cut. Like, should they also be donating money or does all that really fall on the players? That's a good point. Uh, you know, ideally, I would want, you know, these big corporations that are profiting off of us to donate. But frankly, I don't think they're on our side. You know, they might they might post a message. They might say Black Lives Matter, post a blank square on Instagram or something. But a lot of these corporations, you know, they don't, they're not invested like we are, like the NBA players are. So my whole opinion is, you know, if you don't want to play, then, you know, that's your personal choice. But I think enough of the league should play so guys can get their money. And, you know, I feel like in the NBA, a lot of, this, a lot of the players are more down to earth than other sports. So a guy like Ed Davis, I'm sure he, you know, he donates to his community. I want to see them get their money. Ideally, I want everyone to participate, but I don't have hope. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't have hope. Yeah, yeah uh, this is Rami. I, I think I, I agree. And again, I think players should have the choice, but something that keeps coming across my mind is that's going to be real behind the scenes is like what could be the repercussions of not playing and in my head i'm like thinking of like you know potentially being blackballed or you know seen a different way maybe you get more of like a label of being problematic you know these are these are things that don't get explicitly said but you know it might be like for mm. example for example, I don't know, any player that's speaking out or decides not to play, and then next time their contract year comes around, maybe a team might be more willing to let them go or, than, than they would have, you know. And also, also, what would the quality of the, of the, the game – I feel something else that hasn't been mentioned is that Ed Davis or somebody said it's easy for Kyrie to talk and certain stars to talk. Because, you know, they have an overwhelming amount of support for the most part. Like, if somebody like Kyrie or, or LeBron, they have, you know, tons of fans that will ride or die for them. But then some, there's some guys like Ed Davis, like, what, what fans he really got? You know, only the real riders. So if he steps into this spotlight as a contrarian, as a I don't want to play, you know, who knows what the mm. – will, will he get signed next year? Will he, will he still have the, the footing – to, to restart next year. So I'm really concerned at the, the very subliminal effects that could happen from this. And the last thing I'll say is that that goes into the fact that I've heard that the younger, not younger, the less established or less famous players are feeling more of a pressure that they can't speak out for that same reason. Deshaun. Um, yeah, I feel like they won't get blackballed, maybe amongst the players. Because, you know, there's that camaraderie, camaraderie that you want, like, oh, we're going to war together. But if maybe if this was just, like, if COVID was over with, then maybe they would get uh, blackballed. Like, just like, no, I don't want to play because of Black Lives Matter and social issues. Because, you know, there's a lot of people on either side of that, unfortunately. Um, but uh, mm -hmm. 
they definitely shouldn't be blackballed for not wanting to play in a pandemic. It, and I don't think they will be. Maybe amongst the player, like maybe amongst their team, but I don't think you could hold it against them for a long period of time. Like, come on, man, this is this yeah. is some serious stuff. If people <laughs> people who want to act like it's over, somewhat, but it's not. And uh, speaking of, I don't even know if we're gonna make it to the end of this, but. Uh, Fingers crossed. I don't wish any ill will on any of these guys. They they're putting their lives on the line, or whatever, to uh, to entertain us and uh, you know bring bring out that message. But, um, it's some serious stuff. So I don't think anybody should be judged or blackballed for that. And I don't think they will be. But you never know. It's a crazy world. True. <laughs> you never know. That's it's a it's a really good point, Deshaun. Actually, you kind of. Honestly, in this conversation, as we were getting deeper into it, I almost like completely forgot that, you know, COVID is still mm -hmm. in play. I started going into like the social justice and all this. Like, there actually is, you know, life or death potentially on the line besides, you know, being socially outcasted or, or being on the right side of this fight. There's literally a danger to your life, potentially. You remember what happened when this league, when the league got canceled? It was one player, one player it took to really, like, stop everything in the league. When, when Rudy Gobert, you know, mm. unknowingly had it, asymptomatic, and unknowingly had it, and then when they found out he had it, they had to like test 10 teams that he came into con that he last played against and any team that those teams played against. So it was like all of a sudden the entire league had to get tested. So it's, it's, it is dangerous territory, but I do think the league is going to be doing testing, you know, every few days, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, I, I do think it will be a lot more contained this time around, but at the end of the day, man, I don't trust, you know, whatever, say there's 22 teams coming back and say 20 players per team or 15 players per team, that's at least a couple hundred players that we have to worry about, you know, staying in their lane, not, um, you know, not going out and being stupid without masks and things like that. Like, I'm just, it's too many variables. Um, and, and I think as soon as one or two cases that a player has it, it's really going to put a damper on all this. So somebody my, is going to get sick. I got my thing. Loss for the best case scenario. Exactly. So somebody's gonna test positive at some. What point. if it's? What if it's like AD? Wouldn't Imagine. that suck? And then you know, then we gotta hear it again. Like, oh, LeBron would have won if you know he had better teammates. That's that's what I'm concerned about. You're concerned like, about LeBron's what legacy. What if somebody? I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's had it so rough, man. He deserves one one last W. He's had it. He definitely I, has I'm, had it. I can't w. argue with you on that. I think we all want to see LeBron win at least one more chip in our lifetime. That would be beautiful. Me too, but I'm still playing the world's tiniest violin at when Chaz said, he's had it so rough, man. And I was like, I felt that. I felt that. LeBron will be all right. I think he'll be all right, too. But honestly... I think is there any other touch points that anybody wants to make on the on the COVID situation on the on the social justice situation? Uh, well, I think something that's interesting, uh, just in in regards to the seating, 
does home court matter at no. this point? Like, do you even want to be a higher seed? Like, what are you even fighting for? So I feel like a lot of these teams who have already locked in, you know, a playoff berth, what is their incentive to actually put their best players out there for those eight games? So seeding, I think the only thing they should care about is seeding because, you know, if, if for example, the, the I think the Bucks are safe, but, like, the Raptors aren't locked into second seed. They may, they may go from facing the seventh seed to having to face the 76ers who are a little more stiff competition versus, like, the Magic or the, or the Nets, you know. True that. So I think there's still seeding to play, but you have a good point. I don't think home court matters at all because no players on their home court. And one thing I don't think we've talked about at all in this episode is that there's not going to be fans. This isn't going to be, this isn't, you're not going to be watching like a normal basketball game. You're going to be watching players play with a mostly empty arena. So I feel like no player is really ready for that. Even in high school, you know, if you had one of these players that are that are in the NBA now, odds are they were superstars in high school or like studs in their high school. They had packed gyms. College, they had packed auditoriums. I mean, uh, gym, stadiums. So, I don't think any player is ready for this. This is gonna look like those pickup games in that we used to see from the summer from the summer guys. Um, yep. So I think. Ooh, I, hard, Harding gonna show out. Harden's gonna show up. I just Yo, my guy. Harden be killing when there's like with that, there's just like a chill game. There's no pressure. With Harden that one-legged three, that's what, that's what he does. That one. Yeah. Did he <laughs> hit one any time this season? But um, yeah, I think what was really gonna shine when this season resumes is like the mental fortitude on a lot of players because oh. you know there's not gonna be any cheers. There's not gonna be any audience. It's gonna be you're you're gonna be hearing. The, the, the sound of each player. You're going to be hearing the, every word that comes out of a player's mouth. Um, you're going to hear the mm. slaps on players. You know, it's, it's oh, be, Carmelo. You're going to hear I got to get out of here. I'm out of here. It's <laughs> Actually, I did hear that they're going to still have the PA system. Like, I don't know. That would be a little weird. The, the PA system, like, are they really going to have that defense, the, the dun, dun, but no fans chanting defense? I don't know. The Why bench players could do it. Oh, God. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, that's, a, that's an interesting point, Rami, that, you know, like the guys with mental fortitude might show out. But, I, th- I you know, honestly, it might have the opposite effect. Like, what if the guys who usually, like, crumble when the lights are the brightest what if they're like oh this this is just a basketball game oh you know, that's like, a of good course point. Harden has that reputation it's basketball Lowry. Sure. Yeah. you know what if yeah like you know what if there's no people cheering when like LeBron dunks on you then you're just like oh it's a dunk I'll just hit a three <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's it could be interesting it would be it nice, be you know. I will be watching every minute of it. Yeah, I, I honestly, last, I, I just want to say I'm super, super excited. Um, I, I really, you know, I appreciate and thank all the NBA players that we will see play. And I understand any player that we won't see play. But um, I really appreciate them putting their, you know, their necks out on the line to entertain us and, and to keep, you know, keep the world spinning and at least the sports world. So... Honestly, I, I, I'm, I can't wait. We, we're a few weeks out from the scrimmages starting. 
And from here to there, let's hope nothing, you know, blows up in anybody's face. Let's hope things stay relatively calm. And I guess last thing I'll say is I wish all our listeners, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, and continue to fight the good fight. Um, you know, there's a lot of amazing discussions that have been started recently in terms of, you know, racial inequalities and systematic racism that's been in play for hundreds of years. So continue those, continue those discussions, open that box, even if it's uncomfortable. And hopefully, you know, our MBA heroes will continue to push that narrative forward as well. So with that, I'm complete. This was Rami. And you guys, if you have any closing words, say, say goodbye to our lovely audience. Stay safe, y'all. Yes, sir. Stay safe. Stay alert. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, everybody stay safe. Keep your eyes open. Black Lives Matter. Defund the police. Hell yeah. All right, man. Yeah. De defund the police, yeah? <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Great episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You can follow us on Facebook at the Chatterball Podcast. You can also find us on pretty much anywhere that you consume podcasts. So that includes Anchor, where we post all our episodes. And we, will all, we are also live on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and several more. So please check us out. We have lots of great episodes. Episode three was about you know, social activism from NBA players. That's highly relevant still. So check that out. And again, thank you for tuning in. This was episode four of the Chatterball Podcast. Have a great night, everybody. Peace, guys. Peace. All right. I just...